AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You are now listening to Waiting on Reparations, a production of iHeartRadio. Ah, uh, yeah, is waiting on. It's waiting on yo, yo, knife is the illest. Don't matter any state I'm in. I'm raw like an uncut gem. This is the way I win. Rappers acting funny for money, so I don't play with them. Your favorite rappers out here making America great again. But I just play to win. Focus on the state I'm in. Stay in Tim, steel toe boots. Time to break them in. Hear it through the wire. I was steering through the fire. I was focused on myself. I'm the peer that you admire. Dope knife. Lingua Franca. We be preaching to the choir. It's waiting on reparations. Now the booth can retire, nigga Take hordes, swing swords like a shogun Y'all fair, now all hail to the dope one Yeah, yeah, waiting on reparations Yeah, yeah, waiting on reparations Hey, what's hey, going on, y'all? what's good, people? I'm Dope Knife I'm Lingua Franca And we are waiting on reparations Turn that shit up Well, well, what How is good? Doing? What's good with you? No, I started asking first. I started asking um, first. Oh shit! Oh no, um, I'm good. I'm good. Like I, I, uh, you know the the studio thing I've been talking about like the oh, last yeah, month. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I'm finally, finally, like done. You know, fully getting that. It's been, it's what? been really, it's been rough. I don't know why it's been so slow, but it's like you know, one day I'll move a desk in there, and then I won't go back there for like another like week, and then uh, you know, but finally I've got like all the stuff in there. So it's good to go. I'm good to start using it and nice. finally start recording at my prolific MC pace that I, I once had going. What about you? How was your week? Oh, oh, oh. Also, I'm getting prepared for that Afro-Man show that I was Afro-Man telling you Afro-Man show. So, yeah, right. August 11th, right? August 11th at Victory North in Savannah, Georgia. So, yeah, that's like pretty much preoccupying like 
every aspect of stuff right now. What about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, more back- important things, I hope. No, <laughs> uh, nah, I mean, I'm back on my commission grind. We had our first in person meeting at City Hall uh, last Tuesday, first in person meeting in a year and a half. And you know what? It actually felt good to be back. I thought I would be like resentful that I can't hang out with like no pants on, on cam, you know, on the camera, eating yeah. snacks, taking, you know, turning my camera off so I can go pee mid meeting. But actually, it was really nice being back there with my colleagues. Um, sense of like more of a human element. It's really easy to just hate these bitches. Yeah, when you sometimes from afar. when when you're just like yeah, and they're like cameras aren't even on. You don't even know if they're in the meeting and shit. But it's like, oh, they're there, and, you know, like, you, oh, I like your raincoat, and, you know, whatever, just ban- this basic banter to bring people together to remember that we may We're differ. We're Yeah, we may differ ideologically or, like, in how we move through this political um, sphere, but, like, we're people, you know. Yeah, so it was kind of nice. It's kind of nice, not going to lie. But, yeah, that's all that's going on on this end. Yeah. You know, we're, we're all people with our with our flaws and our quirks. Speaking of people with flaws and quirks. Oh, boy. Sir Kanye West is back huh. in the news again. And this week... We're, we're going to talk about Kanye West again. We're going to talk right? about Kanye. We're going to be unpacking some of his um, his headline-making political stances of old. Revisit some of his old controversies. And then we're going to delve as well into his discography, which has interesting um, implications for politics as well. So just, you know, before we dive into the episode and stuff, just what are your general... I don't even want to say thoughts, but what's your general reaction to, like, this new uh, resurgence in Kanye's popularity during this album cycle for this new album, Donda, he's got coming out? I mean, well, I I wouldn't even call it a resurgence because as I I, uh, kind of looked into his recent musical history, his musical output has really ramped up over the last decade where it went from, you know, a couple of years between albums to, like, we're consistently getting one every two years every year or you know back in fuck when was that uh two when did he do Nas's album shit i'm gonna look this up that was 2018 so back in 2018 you know like producing four or five albums in a single year yeah he did Um, push a tease album and then Nas's album yeah yeah Um, him and kid cuddy did a project didn't they i think it was a kid kissy ghost in that period i think yeah and so I mean, I wonder to what degree it does impact the quality as an old Kanye, a lover of old Kanye, as many of us are. You know, I just like don't feel as inspired by some of the newer material. I, 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 and do you think some of that's like influenced by some of uh, how your reaction to his personal antics and stuff like that that is affecting how you're taking in the music? Or do you think the music itself has dropped in quality oh, for or, sure. or at I'm, least become different? I'm far more inclined to give someone's music a chance if I think they're a cool and good person, mm. for sure. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, and it gets harder are, and harder. It gets harder and harder when it's like, mm, you said some whack shit, bro. I don't really... I mean, on the flip side, I have not canceled Connie entirely from my discography and from my, like, you know, playlist rotations. Well, um, I don't think... On that- account of the things he said either. It's just that I don't I- seek out his music... Just because it's on a different tip than it used to be. And also, I don't want to really encourage his shit. Yeah. I mean, I I totally agree with you. I, I don't think Kanye's, at least not to this point, has done anything that, like, makes what you thought of his older stuff or how you even just interpreted it any different. But 
I don't know. To me, as somebody who's never necessarily been like a Kanye fan, I have noticed like a change stylistically or like an approach to music making that, that seems like it's gotten different over the years that, Which that I've heard. Which I guess that's what you hope, you know, if, if an artist stays making the same sounding music for 20 years, like, are they really growing as an artist? Are they really, like, pushing themselves? Are they really, like, uh, like hitting their creative, like, peak? I, Even I would, if you don't enjoy the new music that's coming out, that it's changing at all is a sign is a that... sign of growth. Yeah. I 100% agree. It's just, who is that growth for i guess mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i have a feeling that if i if i were like a, a nba player or if i like hit it big in like the bitcoin stock if i was like a young rich person yeah i feel like i would really 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 enjoy <laughs> like what kanye has to say yeah, in yeah. his music you know what i mean yeah but um, we're gonna we're gonna jump into that and more because I mean we both got a lot to say on this and we also got a lot to cover. So we're gonna get into all this Kanye madness after the jump. After the jump. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. So, yay, returned to Atlanta last week, the place of his birth, and held a listening party last Thursday for his new but partially unfinished forthcoming album, Donda, at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, There was about 40,000 fans in attendance, which I... Oof, with the Delta variant and everything, and the unvaccinated people. All got the Delta. Makes me kind of hella nervous, Uh, but... In addition to, you know, they crammed 40K people in there to experience the 
album live. The event was also streamed exclusively on Apple Music and is said to have broken the record for Apple Music live stream with 3.3 million people across the world tuned in to listen to the new album. Um, that's that's oh, yeah, do you want to react yeah, or yeah, should I go? Oh, go for it. Yeah, it's fine. That same evening, the Atlanta City Council issued a proclamation honoring Kanye West with a citywide holiday in his name. Kanye West Day, they call it. That's right. July 22nd is now officially Kanye West Day in Atlanta. I want that to, I want that to sink in. I want it to sink in and marinate just for a second. Now, this was presented by the city councilor for the District 5, uh, Natalyn Archibong. Archibong. Yeah. Natalyn Archibong, who is currently running for city council president. And she probably thought this was going to be like a, do- oh, I'll, you know, we're proclaimed July 22nd, Kanye West Day. I'll get a great photo op with Kanye, put it on my campaign, you know, card or whatever. And, uh, you know, and boost my, and boost my, uh, you know, my standing in the district. Little did she know ahead of time that Kanye <laughs> would be wearing pantyhose over his head and face for the event's duration. And so the photos of them together of him, of her, of him delivering the proclamation to Kanye, he looks like he just either has some kids in the back of his van or <laughs> s- stole some gold bars from a Swiss bank. So uh, it's he, bad. He was recently at something in um, in Paris with a little baby and the basketball player James Harden, mm-hmm. and there was a picture taken of, of them all like all sitting together, and he's got the mask on over his head, and little baby and James Harden are just looking at him like, "Yo, what the fuck is even going on right now?" Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like th- this whole thing. And that's, I guess, why I was saying, like, resurgence in popularity. I guess that was a wrong way to phrase it, because it's not like no, he's ever not, lost the popularity. Not necessarily, ever. But it's just like, you know, if you, if a hip-hop artist can't at least see any kind of a hit after, like, Kanye's run the last, like, three years, you know what I'm saying? Then I think we're at the point where... Like if an artist like establishes enough of a of a fan base, so they're pretty much bulletproof to any everything. And I'm not I'm not talking about like canceling, you know what I mean? But it just seems like even people who were like, oh man, I don't like that Kanye did that, or I don't like that Kanye said that, like right now are like, oh man, I can't wait for this album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. so, it's it's almost like his career is bulletproof. You know? At this point, I guess I really don't know what he could do. I really don't know what he could possibly do. And we're obviously going to get into what he's done. But, um, yeah, I, I can't... At this point, I can't think of it, really. Like, Yeah. I think these people are all in the tank. So, uh, Dr. Kevin James, the president of Morris Brown College, a private Methodist, historically black liberal arts college in Atlanta, Georgia, also presented Wes with the... Mit- Meritoc- Merit- 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 oh, sorry, go for it. How do you say that? Merit- Meritorious. He also awarded Kanye West with the Meritorious Service Award for his mother, Dr. Donda West. For, yeah. for his mother. Yeah. So, so he said, Dr. Donda West started her career at Morris Brown College as a professor and, event- and eventual department chair of English. We wanted to convey the utmost respect that we have for his mother's legacy. So, in addition to, I didn't know, first of all, I didn't know that uh, Kanye was born in Atlanta. I also didn't know that 
His mother was the Department of the Chair of English at like an HBCU. Me neither. Um, which makes sense because I mean something that was so iconic about Kanye when he made his breakthrough was his like aesthetic that he broke away from like the gangsta thug life kind of mm-hmm. thing. And like learning more and more about his history, it's like, well that just like authentically wasn't him. Like he was kinda like a middle class ass dude. And like was just like that's a and I guess like normalized like that as a way to be black that is fine to be (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) i guess that's what makes me wonder about like kanye is because like a lot of his early a lot of his early stuff like his early aesthetic very much was like steeped in that sort of like no nonsense unapologetically black like i don't fuck with you know i don't fuck with the bullshit yeah type of shit and it's just like I don't know. I feel like if I were like a Kanye West fan like that, because like like I said, I don't know like his whole discography. I don't I don't know like all of the classic lines from all of the Kanye songs and stuff like that. Like, but it feels like everything about him is kind of has to be called into question now, doesn't it? Like, mean like you kind of have to reassess like a lot of like past statements. It's like, did he really mean that? Like, did. Like, what was really behind him saying George W. Bush doesn't care about black people in SNL? If, like, we see what he's doing now. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. And it's so funny because, like, you're like, oh, like, you're posing the question and also saying, like, if I had a lot that level of investment, I would, like, want to, in- that, like, interrogate that. And in my end, as, like, a somewhat Kanye fan, I'm like, oh, maybe I can answer this one. Uh-huh. Nope. No, I can't. No, I can't. Because I actually don't care that much. Yeah, I don't care as much as I surprisingly as I thought I might. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really, yeah, I'm not really going to read into it. A whole great deal. going to be real with him. But um, so, he, you know, he was awarded some accolades, both from the academic community in Atlanta, as well as the um, city council, which I find hilarious um, in upcoming weeks, or I guess, when I go uh, away for, for a little bit later, uh, you know, like September-ish, um, I got some episodes stockpiled for y'all, so I got an interview with someone who's in Atlanta politics that uh, I'm excited to share. And so just like always, as always like a spectator of Atlanta politics, it's just hilarious to see the city council just do some weird, random, like silly shit like this. Yeah. Like fucking call it, naming it Kanye West is pandering Kanye to West super rich thing. people it's like very very on brand for them so in addition to all this you know happening around his um uh his listening party last Thursday Kanye West is now apparently living in Mercedes-Benz Stadium um fans took to social media on Saturday with photos of a man at the Atlanta United game who were who's dressed in the same outfit that West donned at his Thursday listening party face camouflaged in panty pose and all in videos from the game of this individual the man is shown escorted around the stadium with a large security detail and seemingly responds you know kind of like waves and looks up when fans call out like kanye 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 so it could be a weird hoax but i'm inclined to believe it was really him and increasingly reports are confirming that kanye and his team have created a studio space a living quarters and even have a chef um, on call to pre- 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 prepare his meals inside the Mercedes Benz. It's stadium. definitely not a hoax. 
That, yo, I, I think s- it's real. At first, I was like, maybe some guy just dressed up like him and went to the, in the Atlanta United game to be funny. But like, it's increasingly seeming like, nah, this is actually this is legit shit. Man, I saw a video on YouTube of Kanye West and Jay Z recording the Watch the Thrones album in a fucking castle in Australia with Russell Crowe sitting in the background watching. Like, trust me, this nigga's living in Mercedes-Benz State. Yeah. He's, he's all the way up in there, yeah. <laughs> Just to recap, since, you know, you've got some of these city officials kind of attaching themselves to Kanye West with all the accolades and stuff, let's just do a little quick stroll down memory lane. To like, you know, like seven months ago and shit about like what Kanye's political involvement has been as of late months removed from Kanye having a sort of kind of presidential campaign that was filled to the brim with GOP operatives who were making albeit stupid and misguided or whatever but on their front a genuine earnest attempt to shave the margins of the 2020 election in favor of Donald Trump we all remember the at this point infamous oval office visit that i mean there's a lot of shucking and jiving going on that's just all i'm going to say in that oval office visit uh what else we've got him championing candace owison's uh blexit strategy or in other words her imaginary plan for african americans to make a large exodus not just from the democrat party but into the republican party and voting for trump and his uh, advocating for this whole Blexit thing earned him the praise of Alex Jones. You want to read that Alex Jones quote? Oh, God. <laughs> Nothing would make me more happy. I just assumed he was a Democrat and a globalist, says globalist. Alex, said Alex Jones. He has a lot of courage and he's a maverick. Kanye West has guts, talent, you name it. I apologize to him for being ignorant myself. Oh, so sweet. Alex Jones also I bet later they would, on. I bet they would have like Alex Jones and Kanye West in the club. <laughs> I would I would pay. I would pay money to be near that. Not too near, like just kinda like close enough to like yeah, binocular distance. Kanye West in like, pantyhose with Al- shirtless uh, Alex Jones next to the, him. In, in the club? Oh hell yeah. I would, foaming at the mouth. Oh my god. I would pay to be like just an close enough to just see, but not physical you know be at risk of physical harm this is the same Um, alex jones who just recently said that there's genetic differences between the intelligence among racial groups and obviously he believes that on average white people are genetically smarter that this that's the same alex jones that that, you know kanye west is getting the praise from great Trump's former campaign manager and editor of right-wing news site breitbart even expressed wanting to bring west on as a columnist after his slavery comments that we are going to get into a little bit later. So that's Kanye's people for you. You got Alex Jones, <laughs> Breitbart news editors, former campaign of, staff for Trump. All sorts of freaks and goblins coming oh out God. of the woodwork. Candace Owens, <laughs> fucking freaky ass. Yo, nothing had made me sadder though. Let's, okay, quick detour on Candace Owens. I was seeing on Twitter, it was, this was a while ago, but she like posted pictures of her baby, right? And I know, and her fan base like who she you know she thrives off of like feeding and validating people's racism like in the comments so many people were like oh well that's unfortunate that you have like a you know an un- 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 blood or like whatever sort of like because it's like a mixed race 
child. Yeah. Like, oh, it's it, like it sucks the way that like mutts turn out and like. I mean, yeah, you saying for, like people who like you know follow her because they like love her work because she yeah. is a racist. Being racist about her baby in the comments on her post because they're racist, and I was just like, "Wow, to be that in the sunken place." Yo, if that you, I don't know how she even psychologically just manages to live through what she has done. But that's the thing for like those uh, token right wingers and stuff like that. If yeah. you look through, if you look through their comment sections. It's all like that. Like Candace Owens' comment section is like that, where it's like, oh, like, yeah, you know, the, your fans are all racist and don't really like you. You're just spreading propaganda. You look on Blair White's comment section, there's mad transphobes in there. Ben Shapiro always has, like, Nazis that hate him because he's Jewish in his comment section. It's like reaping what you sow type of shit. But they're grifters at the end of the day, so they don't care. You know what I mean? Like, to sell yourself to that degree. I mean, I understand to, like, do it for the money or whatever, but to subject yourself to that, like level of not from people that disagree with you but from the people that support you mm. like shit bruh so yeah so Candace Owens rare breed of black person dollar dollar bills dollar bill y'all and- so we're gonna get into some of Kanye West's most ridiculous statements and 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 antics in the political spectrum right after the jump with every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. So we're back, and I don't even know where we should start, but I guess we could start. He's been just doing wild shit for years, but it's becoming, I feel like it's becoming increasingly political in recent years. I mean, perhaps everything has become more politicized um, in the Trump and post Trump eras. 
I mean, he did, you know, he did the basic shit with like the Taylor Swift thing, da da da, other controversies. I mean, it was like regular but, celebrity bullshit before. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and now like, it's like, yeah, now he's up. So okay, let's start with the time that Kanye said that slavery was a choice in his interview with Charlemagne the God. So um, he said, when you hear about slavery for four hundred years, for four hundred years, that sounds like a choice. He said. Um, you were there for 40 years and it's all of y'all. It's like we're mentally imprisoned. He later on clarified, of course, I know that slaves did not get shackled and put on a boat by free will. My point is that my point is for us to have stayed in that position, even though the numbers were on our side, means that we are mentally enslaved. Which you know what? I'm not even gonna like, okay, hear me out. I feel like Connie has a point. In that, we have previously on the show, listen, here, just hear me out. Previously on the show, I've discussed, like, the Haitian Revolution um, and things like that, where the numbers were on the side of the slaves and they rose up and, like, ended slavery. <laughs> you know, like, it's not a historically unprecedented act. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go so far as to blame slaves for slavery. <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, they're mentally enslaved. It's their fault that this happened, you know. But, like... The point, the point that he's making that like the numbers were on our side and like enslaves, like, I mean, there was like Nat Turner's rebellion. There were various, you know, smaller slave rebellions that got squashed, but like, it is kind of surprising that like it, we, it never, the, the never managed to pop off here the way it did in places like Jamaica or Haiti where well, people mean, were just like we're not having it and they just kind of ended the institution of slavery by force well I mean I think it probably would have had to have been just on a larger scale than it ever was able to you know what I mean than was ever able to happen for it to really pop off but regardless of the point because I, I hear the point that you're making my issue is just Kanye West is like a multi hundred million dollar human being so he's got handlers and people and he himself i don't even want to not give him credit he himself is a savvy you know media navigator and stuff like that kanye west knows full and damn well that the amount of people who heard that clarification and that nuanced explanation pales in comparison to the amount of people that heard him say 400 years slavery that sounds like a choice he didn't say the second one first yeah you know so like i hear i hear it i get the point but if that's what we were talking about then i would be able to be here i'll be here and say man i think people are being kind of unfair to kanye because if you listen to what he was saying he was really saying that's not what he said though and like i saw the interview he could have said all of that shit and then yeah, yeah. I mean, I wonder to what degree it was that he continued to think about it and think about how he could make it sound better. Better because of the backlash. Because of the backlash and came back with something that was like halfway imaginable. It was like, okay, yeah, the numbers were on our side. It's, it's, it's shocking there wasn't a slave uprising broad enough to end the institution of slavery in the United States at any point. Um, but these things, but, they have to work in like... You know, it, it can't be, like, taken at, in a vacuum. Kanye West making these statements on their own is one thing. Kanye West making these statements on his, like, and then also fucking with Candace Owens. And then also, like, two years later, doing the shit with the GOP. Like, all of it together just paints, like, a really kind of, like, fucked up 
picture to me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, and ultimately, I mean, with some of the other things we're going to discuss today as we move on to, you know, look at some of what he said during his presidential campaign, like, if you take it, I guess, out of the political context in which we know Kanye to be operating, he's fucking with Trump people, he's hanging out with Candace Owens and Alex Jones. If you just, like, look at face value at some of the things he said, it's not as crazy as it it could seem but once you like look at it through the lens of oh you are you like a weird MAGA hat and fuck white supremacists and shit like there it's 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 uh it's impossible to uh divorce it from that ideology mm-hmm. like you like, have you know but so, so like you heard yeah. about you heard about the show that they're trying to pass in texas right which one? The, what? An, what the, now? The anti-critical race theory shit. Oh that yeah. Trying to yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah. like, oh, you can't teach the "I have a dream" speech, and you can't, you can't talk te- about Native American genocide. You can't like slavery. You pretty can't much. say the KKK was bad. Exactly. Yeah. You can't more like make a moral judgment on like white supremacy and stuff like that. Yeah. We might not know this now. We might not know it ten years from now. Somebody way smarter than me will have to analyze it and find out how incrementally these things affected it, but. There's a ton of right-wingers who, like, oh, word, a famous rich black guy reinforced some, some like, things that I wanted to believe and said that slavery was a choice. Yeah. That shit trickles down over time. You know what I'm saying? Like, people believe, like, people hear that shit. I mean, look, I know we want to all believe that it's, like, we're all, like, filled with a bunch of, like, smart people, but it's actually a bunch of stupid people with, like, smartphones. You know what I mean? And, like, people are so susceptible to believing shit that they want to hear it's just a fact we know this and when you've got the internet and social media just pumping the whole concept of disinformation and propaganda and like just giving it like a boost of meth you know what i'm saying you've you've got like you that that in turns it's it's 2018 you've got right-wingers being like oh that black celebrity said slavery was a choice and then you just fast forward three years later and it's like I think we should make the I Have a Dream speech banned. <laughs> yeah. Let's make that law now, you know? Yeah. So, she plays, it does. shit like this plays its part, is all I'm saying. Yeah. These are big. It's not, it's not insignificant. It does exactly. definitely, like, re- rebound, redound in the discourse and get picked up in other places where it does serious harm, for sure. Um, so, so um, there's that, and then I was thinking about the anti-abortion comments he made during his first presidential oh campaign God, rally in South Carolina. You don't know about in South Carolina last summer? Okay, so he went, got out there, and he cried and revealed that he said, my mom saved my life, my dad wanted to abort me, my mom saved my life, there would be no... There would have been no Kanye West because my dad was too busy, so like talking about how he was almost not... He, he was almost aborted, and then he continued sobbing, talking about I almost killed my daughter, and he goes into extremely personal detail about his intimate conversations with Kim Kardashian, about whether or not they were going to pursue parenthood and, like, have North. Um, did, so, she know, did she know he was going to do that? No. He even said, he even said, I don't, like, I don't care if she divorces me after this Yo. speech. Ooh. Like... 
Yeah. What? Really bad. He later apologized to her for saying like very, very intimate stuff that no one I think is. They're divorced ever. now, like, right? Is that they officially? Are divorced. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, man. I didn't yeah. hear about this one. What? He was like, she had the abortion pills in her hand and like got real, like, very deeply personal about their conversations around having North. And so. He then went on to propose that that's not be- cool, though, right? I'm, I'm sorry, oh, no. I didn't mean to oh, cut no, you off, but like, that's like, oh, no. that's oh, that's not all right at all. All right, no. like word, like no, 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 ah, no, yeah, what? I mean, I would think that in this climate, some shit like that should have made it only like twenty thousand people in that stadium instead of forty thousand. Well, yeah, so definitely. So this is this is this is again an instantiation of like the thing I was discussing previously where it's like okay so like the 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 media frames these as like anti-abortion comments which like i think as a person you're totally allowed to like feel this way if you want to on an individual level like you know feeling regret about almost you know having abortion and then you you're glad you didn't or like whatever about your own circumstances you're glad to be alive because your parents didn't make that choice like you're it's you're like on an individual level you're absolutely allowed to um, to feel that way, I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't classify these as anti-abortion comments in like a policy sense, as much as a personal stance of like, I, this is something that he does not agree with. Granted, again, it's within the context of he's been exactly. hanging out with Trump, exactly. hanging out with Candace Owens. It's a pres- supposedly a presidential campaign rally, consider, and so it's extrapolated to be like, oh, this is a policy stance of yours. Because consider, uh, Lauren Hill has that same stance. Right, right. We're and not it's getting just, on Lauren Hill because Lauren Hill's not fucking with Steve Bannon and shit. You know what right, I mean? Exactly, like, so, exactly, exactly. So we can take it as a personal stance and not as like some fucking plausibly deniable political, you know. Yeah, and position. so especially when you put it in the context of so Wes, so he tells these really personal stories about his own debates around parenthood, and then he proposed that there should be no more Plan B, which sounds really scary. Um, but then he's, then he proposes a plan A, which is $50,000 per year to help women take care of their child. And, uh, he said that it takes a village no matter how much money you have and that society has to be set up for single mothers to never, to, uh, society has been set up for single mothers to never have a village, which like is a pretty, you know, progressive, like, piece of policy he later went on to say he did not support making abortion illegal he just wanted to offer people another option in the form of financial support for raising their kids and so like i've heard this i've heard this argument very often on the left like if you're pro-life then like be pro-life after the child is born like make sure they have you know universal pre-k and good schools and make sure the parents are adequately supported and you know make sure they have health care da 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 and like conservatives generally don't want to talk about that part. It's like, we'll have yeah. the child and then and then you're a welfare queen and we hate you and we wish you death and like, you know, all this crazy shit. Um, but like actually saying like I, I, if this existed, if like you could get $50,000 a year if you were uh, like, a, like a new mother, like imagine how the abortion rate would actually drop if people were like, oh, you know what? I can maybe handle this. So. I'm not going to be, like, a fucking troll and just, like, oh, everything that he says is bad because I didn't like this and that. So, yeah, that sounds good. What I will say to that, though, <laughs> no, what I will add to that, though, is I want to see him say that to Steve Bannon. 
I want to see Kanye West say that exact position to Candace Owens and see what their reaction is going to be. And to see if Kanye holds that same position. You know what I'm saying? To see if it stays consistent. Because, like, I can definitely picture a Republican politician saying that they're for that and getting booed out of the fucking building. In in today's current Republican climate. So, yeah. Well, zero Republicans voted for the child tax credit that started hitting people's bank accounts July 15th. That is like pretty much like a scaled down version of what Kanye was talking about. Of like, give families $300 a month to, you know, buy diapers, pay for childcare, buy animal crackers, whatever, for kids. So that, you know, I mean, not so that fewer people i mean obviously the kids are already alive so it's not like (laughs) it's factoring the choice but it's this idea of providing financial supports for families so that it's like less so like the hardship is no longer factored in for people that are in that situation that he was you know or his mom was in you know i think that if we had stuff like universal pre-k if we had stuff like uh Oh, for, or like, oh my God! Like, fuck! Like, like Medicare for all. Like, dealing right now. Like, yeah. I'm, I, I'm losing. I'm gonna lose my current insurance at the end of the month, and I'm having a baby on August 20th. And so, like, that whole thing, I can completely understand why yeah. somebody would be like, nope, not having kids, not dealing with that shit. Like, imagine how expanding all these like, ooh, socialist supports, like would actually get people to, like, maybe have chilled more children, <laughs> you know? I and, Republicans, and Republicans run from that shit. They yeah, hate it. They hate that shit. So, I mean, like I said, I, I 100% agree with that. I mean, I even, like, agree with literally what Kanye was saying. Like, if there was just... I agree but, with you that, like, <laughs> yeah, if you if you put him in a room with Candace Owens and have him say this, yeah. they might get into a fight. On the flip side, but, I feel like if you put him in a room with Steve Bannon and say that... Like, a lot of these people, like, like, because, you know, the, the, with the whole, like, Kanye going to see Trump and hanging out in the office and stuff, like, that's, I mean, that was just, oh, let's manipulate him. Let's get the photos and yeah. let's, like, and so they'd be like, and so you put him in a room with Steve Bannon or whoever and Steve Bannon would be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, fascinating, great. Well, I mean, and then they'd snap the pictures and then they'd be like, okay, how are we going to manipulate Kanye into actually, like... Cause I mean, cause I don't know, doing some fuck shit for you're just us. Just bringing back up that Trump, that Trump thing is just when you think of. Can you imagine what that moment could have been? Mm-hmm. Like one of the most like, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? One of the most um, outspoken hip hop artists is in the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. With a current sitting president of the United States, mm-hmm. all of the world's cameras are there watching, and you can. And you're also you also you're politically savvy and media trained, and you've been a, a celebrity for a decade at this point, over a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine what that mo? Can you imagine if that was Lingua Franca? What what what, what would what would Mariah Parker? The, the 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 human behind the artist lingua franca have used to, to to make that moment regardless of whatever you had to do to get in there 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're in there. What would you have made that moment as opposed to the shucking and jiving that we saw? Well, I can imagine, because I've spoken frequently on the preparedness for political life that comes with having been a member of, of like the hip hop community, particularly with regards to like freestyle and like battling and stuff like that. Like sometimes you get in a mode where you're like, I'm not exactly sure what I'm gonna do when I get in there, but I trust myself. Cause you have, cause you've, you know, you stepped on stage and started yeah. ranting or you forgot your lyrics and you freestyled them or whatever. And so I, I, I while like, okay, Kanye is like media trained. He absolutely went in there was just like, I'm not sure what I'm about to do. <laughs> But I got this. Yeah. It's the only, that's the only explanation. It's the only explanation for what happened. He wasn't like, oh, let's, oh, so uh, on my agenda at 11.15, we will pivot the topic to uh, um, lithium mining in Bolivia. Even, like, he's not, he's just I like, don't even think oh, oh, I got this. And he just went in there. I don't even think it had to have been that thought out. I just think that, like... He probably could have gotten, I don't even know. You know what? I'm not even smart enough to articulate it, but I just can't imagine that I would have been in that situation and that under any circumstances that Donald Trump would come out of it smiling. Just can't. And and you know what? And I'm not even going to put that on like some Trump shit. I don't see myself being in a room like that with any sitting American president and them coming out of it like, thank you guys for, for putting for for putting me in a, in a meeting with that person. Like, thank, thank no, you guys. they like, carted me out. They carted me out. Yeah. Zip tied at yeah. the ankles. Uh, with a gag seat. in my mouth. Like, yep, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. So that, so that shit is, that's that's the real funny style shit right there. I, that, yeah, mm. frankly. All right, so what else? Uh, let's get back a little bit more into some of his pro-life comments. Uh, this so, is from last summer as well. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said that um, uh, he would ask how to fund Plan A, the fifty thousand dollars per like single mother. He he suggested that Israel and Africa would fund the concept. Of course, but <laughs> and, uh, build the wall two point I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds hilarious if you think about it. United States provides Israel with about three point eight billion dollars in military aid. At least they did in 2019. It's probably more now. Um, and Israel also benefits from around $8 billion in American loan guarantees annually. So it's like, okay, once again, like, he's saying some shit that's kind of off the wall. But what if Israel paid us back? <laughs> we could absolutely give every expected mother $50,000. So not all, not missing the mark terribly. But uh, Well, again, it's but, like, you know, just it's just it's more into the theme of it's like, it's not like the dude is like a rambling lunatic or anything like that that's not making any sense on anything that he says you know it's just taking into account all the different pieces of everything yeah but let's get into the discussion of his discography after the jump with every cbd product claiming to do something different it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Where do we start? We are going to start where where Al happened. I you know I think that definitely he was making beats for a long time. We all know about the right. ninety eight. I mean, what do you know about making? What is it? Twenty beats for sixty beats for six summers or some shit? Oh know. yeah. What was the line? Oh yeah, he had that line. Um. Oh oh, I, I kind of want to. Um. Oh, it's on spaceships. Yeah. Lock yourself in a room doing five beats a day for three summers. Yeah, that's that's different it. world, like three. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said sixty beats for. All right. Oh wait, the, there's the one that the kid that made that deserved that made back. Yeah. Oh man, I remember the first time I heard that. I was just like, ugh. So we know he was making music for a long time, but Kanye West pretty much jumped into the national spotlight. With the 2004 album College Dropout. The intro for dessert. Somebody order pancakes. I just sip the scissor. That right there. Yeah, I mean, he was sort of like the in house beat maker for Rockefeller for a while, working on other people's projects. BBC, like, Gold, Jay Z, Memphis Bleak, yeah. that whole crew. Apparently, it was like, hey guys, like put me in, coach. Like, can you sign me to be a rapper? And they were like, whatever, bitch. Get back in the dungeon and keep making beats. They like were not. <laughs> for like years were not interested in signing him to do his own like full-length studio album um which is i find hilarious and i think i think what ultimately like stands out about kanye's legacy i mean musically there's a lot of other stuff we will remember about him now as we have discussed but like he like he's a prolific and ingenious producer like he's not actually that special of a rapper you know but like but like uh his ingenuity with beats both in the way that he broke the mold with his production around the college dropout era and even still how he's like progressed and whether you like it or not uh, whether you appreciate the way his style has changed over the years that it has evolved so much like you know he's just been you know he's just produced dope shit frankly I'm, I'm usually always like a sucker for rapper producers and um you know there was a even though I was, you know, never like super into his stuff, there was like a, a aura of that that I really dug. That was like, oh man, he's like rapping on all the songs and he's making the beats, and that's that's like really cool and shit. But I, I later on, I know too, that yeah. Kanye like he embraces like the whole 
you know, the collaborative music making, like, you know, that pop music sort of thing. So I kind of have to question, you know, some of the some of the moments that I've heard when you said that he's really kind of a so-so rapper. Like, there's definitely been moments that I know I've heard Kanye as a rapper that I felt like, oh, man, that was that was really fresh. But I also know for a fact that Sahai the Prince writes some of his stuff, you know what I mean? And that he's had yeah. writers throughout the years. So it's like, I don't know yeah. what, what, what of it. Not that it makes it bad. It just means, you know, I don't really fuck with it on that. This came from Kanye sort of, sort of vibe. And I'm also very skeptical of like people who are already in the industry or have ties and like capital back, like the backing of, of like music industry capital like how that then allows them to get good at a craft like there's no doubt in my mind that in the years since i mean like beyonce was probably a great singer in the destiny's child era but because she's got millions of dollars from columbia or universal whoever behind her she can afford the best she she has been able to afford the best vocal coaching in the world to get to the pinnacle that she is now at same with choreography like oh she's an amazing dancer it's like yeah if you have people paying for the best choreographers in the world and the best personal trainers imaginable to yeah. ensure that you are a great dancer, you're going to become that. And so, like, the fact that Kanye was already in the world of music through being a producer... It makes the and, story less impressive. Yeah, and, afford, and afforded, the, <laughs> afforded the opportunity to, to grow. There's, like, this quote about Einstein... Uh, like, thinking about, like, how many Einsteins exist, but then, like, their, their, their brilliance... Is yeah. just like you know they work in they work in a cornfield or they work in a shoe factory their whole lives like and you, their brilliance is never allowed to develop. If you grow up playing sports in a you know a rich country, then it's like you have more opportunity to to get the best nutrition and the best training from when you're a little kid, as opposed to if you're athletically inclined and you're in a village somewhere and you don't get that same coaching and nutrition and you never get to develop into the athlete that you could possibly be because of your circumstances. Nah, same concept. Exactly. So that's why I don't, like, while, like, Kanye is, to me, a so-so rapper who has moments of brilliance where it's like, oh, that was really cool. But I fucking hope so. I hope you're at least occasionally able to Mm -hmm. do some cool shit because you're surrounded by all of the, like, all of this, uh, you know, creative stimuli and like access to resources that it's you not a, need not like to a, like become a good wordsmith it's not necessarily a rags to riches story yeah i don't feel you the same way saying? about him as i do as someone like kendrick or like, you can't be like J-I-D. Yo, yeah you dropped your first album after <laughs> like like the way the way it's, it's presented is almost he dropped his first album after years of grinding as the in-house Rockefeller producer. You poor thing. <laughs> oh my god. How yeah, slaving away in the basement of Rockefeller. Grammy nominations before anyone knew who he oh was. Oh my god. I'm so yeah. Are you okay after all of those Grammy nominations that you received in the dungeons of the Rockefeller studios? But we digressed from the album cuz College Dropout was and is a classic hip hop album in my opinion. I yeah. the, the whole aesthetic, the whole like college kid aesthetic i'm not like a gangster like the rest of these guys i mean you got to remember um this is two years removed from 50 cent taking over the world so g unit gangster rap was kind of on a yeah yeah. on a little early 2000s resurgence of gangster rap dip set all that shit d block which i love you know 
And then on his personal blog, uh, Kanye said that he was most inspired by the miseducation of Lauryn Hill in the production of The College Dropout and listened to the album every day while working on the project, which I think you can hear. You can, like, totally hear when you... When you, once you know that, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It definitely sounds like it's coming out of that that vein of, like, you know, you remember, like, when a bunch of rappers had sort of a tie-in to, like, the Neo Soul yeah, sort of, like, thing? It, it, I know this was several years after that, but it had that sort of vibe to it, where he was, like, hanging out with Erica Badu and Andre 3000 and The Roots, and they all kind of seemed like they were part of, like, the same sort of clique, you know what I mean? yeah. And so up next, he had late registration, which I learned recently. Uh, the, his first four albums were meant to be a um, a tetralogy of, about higher education. So there's college dropout, there's late registration, there's graduation. There's supposed to be a fourth one um, also on the theme of, you know, college, of graduating, of, of making it in the world of higher ed. Um, but unfortunately, in 2007, Westmother... Donda West, who we mentioned earlier, uh, passed away at the age of 58 um, from complications from uh, liposuction to mammoplasty surgery, which actually then inspired um, a law named after her, um, signed by then California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, the Donda West Law, which made, made it mandatory for patients to receive medical clearance through physical examination before undergoing elective cosmetic surgery. So what were your um, thoughts on late registration? I mean, I, I do see I do see like these first three albums as like a like a like a phase, like a wave, you know, very similarly styled. Uh, graduation, he kind of starts to peel away from the 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 neo soul kind of feel of the first two. Did a but, graduation? Did a late registration have Gold Digger? Yes, it did. Okay, yeah, so. So he starts to feel he starts feeling himself a little bit, you know. I don't think I was I don't think I was jumping off of the train then. Whichever <laughs> album whichever whichever album had the um the Daft Punk one, the bigger, faster, stronger. Oh, you mean like stronger? Stronger was on uh, graduation. Yeah. Okay, yeah, see that's when I was like, oh <laughs> So yeah, so let's actually let's actually I'd love to get into that because um with graduation, after spending the previous year year touring the world with U2 on their Vertigo tour, uh, West became inspired uh, watching Bono open the stadium tours every night with like incredible standing ovations and started to seek out composing like anthem rap songs that could operate more efficiently in large stadiums and arenas. So like that sound like on Stronger and like yeah. some songs like that. Like he was, he had like had a taste of like world fame, and was like, I need to start making music for this for performing in this particular context. As opposed uh, to as opposed making to, that audience yeah. like what he was doing. Yes, exactly. Which is like put it out there. Yeah. Um, you also mentioned um, Fifty Cent earlier. It's funny about graduation. Um, they had coinciding release dates between graduation and Fifty Cent's Curtis. I remember and that. So, yeah, and so I remember they had the, they the publicity a, over the ideas of a sales competition. You remember all that shit? A, yeah. They had a little uh, PR stunt where they were competing to see who would have the biggest opening weekend. Right. And Fifty then, Cent yeah. was dominating, and Kanye was kind of the like from a sales perspective, like Fifty Cent was number one, and Kanye West was number two. So they kind of I don't know whether they coordinated it to drop on the same week but because their albums were dropping on the same week they played up that 
competition in in the public eyes. So they were talking about it on talk shows, websites, interviews, and stuff like that. Like, oh yeah, you, you guys watch. Curtis is gonna smash graduation, and, and eventually Kanye won that. Eventually, Kanye did win that. Yeah. Well, they had record-breaking sales for both albums. I think as a result of the, you know, fabricated feud. But Kanye did end up winning the, winning the fight between um, those two. So it was like the battle between, you know, the the prevailing the prevailing uh, stereotype, I guess, of like gangsta gangster rap versus this new pink polo wearing, like, uh, like suburban tinged like flavor that Kanye was bringing like which one oh which but one will even, survive and it but, really yeah he really broke the mold and like showed that all right this but is even the new that, paradigm even that is only in reputation because this is like 2008 or 9 yeah. and we got to remember the 50 cent that that he's competing with is pretty much making the same type of music Kanye West is making at this point. I mean, we're talking about the album that had AO technology with Justin Timberlake. That was the that was what was Fifty was pushing that. That that was that was that's what they were yeah. going up against each other. So it's not like Fifty was pushing the hardcore gangsta street shit <laughs> against yeah. Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Um, facts, facts. But on a side note, somebody who was <laughs> like a Fifty Cent fan back then, Fifty losing that little competition with Kanye did cause him to make a underground album called War Angel that what? is his yeah it's his best album like he he completely just abandoned all like commercial ambition for his next project and just like straight up released like an underground like hip hop album hip hop album independently that is like his best work i recommend 50 cents war angel if you like 50 cent damn just learned something new today. Hey, I'm full of useless trivia. So this <laughs> bring this brings us to his next project, um, 808 and Heartbreak. Yeah, so he broke off from he was gonna do another album in the theme of higher ed, but grappling with the death of his mother, he decided to take it. You know, was working a more in a dark direction. This was the part. I think this coincided with when the whole Taylor Swift thing happened. Yeah, it did. And so, like that combined with this album, I was like, I. I'm done with Kanye. Well, like, peace out, Brad. Like, this ain't it for me. Well, for the people, even though I kind of liked 808s and Heartbreak, it just like was so different that I was like, man, you slipping. For the people who were already off board the Kanye train by the time all the weird Republican Nazi stuff started happening, this was probably the point where they jumped off. <laughs> was yeah. at the 808 and Heartbreak, and it was purely musically. I mean, as we'll we'll talk about, uh, beautiful Dark Twisted brought brought some heads back in but a lot of people especially you know whether you can say they're closed-minded or you know people just like what they like but a lot of people were taken aback by the sharp departure in style that he went with there was a lot of auto-tune there was very little rapping on 808 and heartbreaks and it was it was a lot more about melody and you know and feelings and song song structure and stuff and then we had My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which I guess is 10 years old now. Maybe mm-hmm. even 11 years old 11, now. 11, yep. Ah, it's messed up. I remember last year I was like, oh, we're going to do like a 10-year retrospective on the album. And then, <laughs> then, then, then the coronavirus. And so I forgot. And so 11 years ago, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy came out. I did. I think this is his best album, personally. Oh, yeah. No, I think universally acclaimed as like his probably his best work. Um, I think because it sort of mixes to a degree some of his like later experimentation with 
the soul that drew people to Kanye in his early work as well. I thought uh, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was like the point that you just that you made earlier about how he wanted to start making stuff that would work more effectively with stadium stuff after he saw yeah. Bono and U2. Like to me, I feel like Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy accomplishes that by still being like hip hop as fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's still it's still boom bap. It's still like sampling. It's still bars. You know what I mean? It's not like mm-hmm. it's not like yo, we gotta have like the massive trumpet horn section. <laughs> you know uh-huh. what I mean? To like pump up pump up like the a crowd of fucking I don't know. I, I really like that album. No, the album's great. I mean in the closer with the Gil Scott Heron sample from his comment number one, um, which was a piece of spoken word, it's sort of surrealist about the African-American experience um, and the idealism of the American dream. Um, like, whereas, like, as I was going back through the album, I was like, there's nothing really political here to discuss, I don't think. I mean, there's consumerism, there's all sorts of things that vaguely touch upon um, just, you know, American life, which is touched upon by politics. But I thought it was really interesting that, you know, this particular piece that closes out the album... Um, you know, it's criticizing the 1916's revolutionary youth movement for failing to recognize the more basic needs of the African-American community. And even though it's edited and reduced down on the track, Who Will Survive in America, just like the last track on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, um, it still kind of captures this idea, this this uh, persona, this African-American man who feels caught off from his country and his culture. Um, which I think is a really interesting, like knowing what we know today about Kanye, um, is like kind of was like weirdly poignant. Like it's like it's like an opposite direction of what Gil Scott Heron is talking about. Like Gil Scott Heron is talking about like oh, the revolutionaries. Well, no, I mean the more I think about it, the more I feel like they're both kind of saying similar things in different epics and different ways. But going about it. it. Yeah, so like, yeah, Gil Scott Heron is saying like, oh, these revolutionary people who look up to Che Guevara and, you know, who the people like the the young lords or whoever who are out here, like agitating for revolution, like don't give a shit about what Africa, like black people are actually going through during this time. And I mean, to a lesser degree, I mean, Kanye is fighting, you know, the neoliberal Democratic Party. But similarly saying, like, y'all over there, y'all on the left are, like, missing out on, like, what we really need. Um, And, like, aren't paying attention to the issues that are actually, like, important in our community. So I thought it was, like, weirdly poignant on an album that otherwise was just, like, a banger, but, like, pretty purely aesthetic and just, like, fun to listen to. Um, Like, a really interesting way to close it off. It's on brand because it's like, you know, Kanye was like a kind of poignant dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that anyone should have been looking to him to, like, shape their worldview or anything like that. But it's like, up until, like, recent years, it always had the the aura of, like, all right, that's like a celebrity guy who's doing celebrity stuff. But every now and then you hear him say some shit. It's like, oh, I fuck with that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this uh, brings us to his 2013. Was it 2013 or 2012? I think 2013. 2013. Yeah, 2013 album Yeezus, which I mean at this point I'm fully, fully off the train. But I mean it, it very much is still for the same musical reasons. It's not quite as out there musically as 808 and Heartbreaks, but it definitely still kind of felt like a departure from the more um, 
boom bap style that was yeah. going on in Dark Twisted Fantasy. And at this point for me, I just like did, I was no longer appreciating the gimmicks. Yeah. So, you know, he had a run of merch during the user cycle that featured the Confederate flag prominently. And, you know, speaking out on the issue, he said, react how you want. Any energy you got, it's good energy. You know the Confederate flag represented slavery in a way. That's my abstract take on what I know about it. So I made the song, New Slaves. I took the Confederate flag and made it my flag. It's my flag now. So now what are you going to do? That sounds like a rich I, I like wonder what like neo neo Confederates would feel about that. Kanye was coming and being like, "Yeah, bitch, it's my flag now." Um, I really can't imagine. But I don't, uh, I don't think that they would look at it with whether he inte- actually really intends any nuance to it at all. But it's like for them, it's just the cosine. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, I guess for yeah, that for them when they see. Something going down, it's like, oh, they want to take down the statue of General Lee from some government building. Man, why are these SJWs? I mean, even Kanye says it's not that big deal. It's not big of a deal. And like, he likes the Confederate flag. Like, they're not, they're not reading into this. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they're not digging into those quotes any further than what it is. And in this day and age, when everybody's like worried about their platform. Or is everybody's like talking about conservative platform and stuff like that? Just kind of feel like somebody with a platform like Kanye, you know, you can't always be the Mr. Magoo of like this sort of stuff where it's like, oh, I had no idea what was going on. It's like, nah, man, he, Kanye's a big boy and he's a smart person, so he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So let's actually get into the song New Slaves, um, which I think has echoes of some of what he was trying to get at in that quote uh, uh, about slavery being a choice. You know, 400 years of slavery, that sounds like a choice to me. Um, let's play a little bit of that real quick. Come in, please buy more. What you want? A Bentley fur coat? A diamond chain? All you blacks want all... But in the lyrics, you know, he's talking about how um, he's, he's hearkening back to an era where like, it's post-slavery, but uh, black people were still kind of framed as... Um, or positioned, forced into servitude of various kinds, you know, picking, you know, not just, not necessarily picking cotton. Um, he does talk about that, but like, oh, you have to be the help, um, da 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 da, doing clothes for other people. Um, and then he gets into like, I guess, being controlled by material things. Like, uh, oh, you know, you want a Bentley for a coat or diamond chain. All you blacks want the same things. So saying like, you know, once we escaped Jim Crow, once we escaped chattel slavery, like still having this this enslavement to materialism. I I, I think it's sort of like expounding on that thesis that came up with. Like, yeah. But the thing is, at that time, he was pushing the materialism. Exactly. He was, like, depending on people to buy the Confederate flag t-shirt. This, yeah. This, this whole thing, this is on the, um, this is this is all during the uh, phase where he was going at it with, who was it, like, Gucci or something? With, with, with Versace, with some fashion company because he didn't get, like, his own line of something. And it was like, man, the fashion industry is racist because they won't let Kanye West have, like, his own line of something, something. And... He was just making, like, I invented the leather jogging pants. You don't remember all of that stuff? Like, he was, like, pushing, like, blatant, like, vapid materialism 
at the same time that these were the points that he was making in songs like New Slave. Like, literally at yeah, the same time. Yeah. Same point in time. I'm sorry. It's all good. No, I'm reading <laughs> through the rest of the lyrics, and it's just like, he later goes on, it's like, fuck you and your corporation. Y'all niggas can't control me. But it's like... You work for Nike or Reebok or some shit. You work for Nike. And they don't work for you, bro. <laughs> I'm sure in his head, he's like, oh, they work for me. Like, no, nah, nigga, like, they, they, they're they shareholders. They sign your check. Yeah, their shareholders run the company. Um, and, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of interesting stuff in here. He talks about the DEA teaming up with the CCA. What do um, you think of the album just in general? I mean, in general, it, it, like, I kind of honestly dug this somewhat industrial vibe. Mm-hmm. I didn't give it too much of a chance of, like, repeat listens for it to really, like, sink in for me. Um, but it wasn't bad. I just, like, didn't appreciate the gimmicks. I didn't appreciate the Confederate flag shit. I did not appreciate the song. The I mean, it was catchy as fuck, but I didn't appreciate a song called Black Skinhead on here. Like, none of that shit was cool to me. Yeah. Um, so, I was like, you know resist a little bit well because of my uh, morals i guess so i was like oh no, this is catchy as fuck but i don't can't fuck with it well his next Sorry. project would be a little bit of a spectacle and i don't even think for any political reasons but just it was just like a mess of a rollout um his album the life of pablo it was famously like released and then after it's released he just kept making changes to it which I guess strikes a you know a more interesting question for the music industry as a whole. But still, fact remains, you know, album came out and then like two days later you go on iTunes and it has like two more songs added onto it. And then two days later you go by and it, it was mixed different. So now it sounds completely, you know what I mean? But that was pretty much the story of this one. But it, it, just like his current album, Donda, it also had like a lot of hype surrounding it with like listening parties and things of that nature so something i have kind of mixed feelings but like i appreciate and enjoy about his later discography is the sort of gospel influence i mean i grew up around gospel music i think gospel music is kind of tight frankly i just think like the core the chorus the the choral sounding like the like Mm -hmm. harmonies and things like that is like really dope and so i mean i to be honest did not really I didn't listen to Jesus is King just cause like at this point I had sort of like I mean I, I probably heard it definitely. but like I didn't really pay attention uh, at this point I was just like yo like, yeah he... cause like I said the con- so on the US charts the album became the first ever to top the Billboard 200 top R&B and hip hop albums top rap albums top Christian albums and top gospel albums categories all at the same time so yeah it was a straight up it was a it's straight like up like rapping Christian over gospel, gospel album. it's just like gospel singing i mean it's a little it's a little silly like he's got this one song that's like um i'm close like oh you my chick-fil-a we closed on sunday like stuff like that where it's kind of goofy and like funny and like a tongue-in-cheek um hip-hop way the way that you know we just make jokes make metaphors that are a little you know i guess a little less strictly yeah. uh reverent in like a gospel kind of way but no it's just praising the just praising jesus the whole time yeah 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 and so i i, I never really got into it because i mean it's more so for me what i appreciated about like some of uh like uh i guess the life of pablo um was that 
um, it, it combined the sound of gospel with like hip hop content. When it gets really straight, like as a, as like a non-religious person, it, it gets real straight into like the you know hallelujah praise the Lord stuff. Saw, a little Chance bit the like, rapper kind of started it so with much. that color and book album but, where he was like doing the gospel rap shit did, and yeah. then okay so you know again you know admittedly maybe i should have done this for preparation for this episode so bad on me in my journalism skills but i have not taken the time to listen to jesus is king or really or really you know i, I can't say dope. that i'm like eager to hear donda at all so yeah apparently donda it was supposed to come out last friday now it's supposedly dropping august 6th he's still working on it um, so we shall see how it goes. I didn't and, and and that's that's sounding like it's gonna be like a gospel one too. Um let's see real quick. Let's see what people on the internet say. It's gonna be mad funny when the small print says, All proceeds for this album go to the Stop the Steal Stop, yeah, for, um, rally. <laughs> so it sounds like he's gonna be dealing with themes about, you know, his di- recent divorce. Um, it's gonna have some continued religious influence akin to Jesus is King and things like that. Um, but yeah, so it may have some of that gospel y sound. One of my friends, uh, knows somebody who was at that thing. Oh, yeah, they have COVID now? He was, uh, <laughs> probably, probably, but they they were just, it's the sort of person that you would expect to say, oh, man. It was a life-changing experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so great. This is good. This album's gonna change the world, and yada 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 yada. So okay, Kanye fans are definitely amped up. Yeah, about it yeah. Sure. Let them have their fun. It's cool. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. it for us this week. We'll be, I guess, checking out Donda when it drops August sixth, just to see, or not. I'll yeah, probably forget. I'll probably t- forget. August sixth will come and go, and I'll be like, oh shit. I forgot. Y'all niggas told me when that shit comes on regular TV. <laughs> yeah. I'll check it out then. <laughs> well, what do you say? You uh, you feel like rapping? Yeah, of course. Hey, Joel, can you drop a beat? Ha ha ha. Here we go. Here we go. Ha ha ha. Wait a minute. Uh, rapper, right? Yeah. Put pantyhose on his head, yelling, I fashion his life. Late the A's been flashing only half the lights, half the lights. Maybe he'll drop the album tonight. Or maybe go live on the gram, manically cackling psych. Who knows what kind of state they gave in. For all I fucking know, he could be hanging out with Canadians and staying in the A again. Posted in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. What a way to live through what you want. Never explain the shit. You gotta hand it to him. He says whatever he's got on his mind. And I appreciate a candid human. But when you get in play by Trump and Candace Owens, you should probably ask yourself, man, I should plan where I'm going. <laughs> Hey. hey! I'm Dope Knife. I'm Lingo Franca. And we are waiting on reparations. Hurry up, Kanye. We got millions, bro. See you, help see me you out. next I'm, week. Help me out. I'm losing my insurance. Nah, okay. All right. We need so, a grant. We need a grant. All right. See you next week, everybody. Waiting on reparations is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody. 
and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 